Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. I hope everyone's doing well. I sure am. Folks, what we're going to talk about today has to do with the subject of avoiding temptations in relationships. Yes, we're going there because this is a part of relationships that we have to face. And what this means primarily is that sometimes we get involved in a committed relationship with the best intentions, but we might get sidetracked by someone who's very attractive, someone who's very engaging, and before we know it, we're off to the races. Now, here are a few things that we have to keep in mind. I'm going to go over several things that will help you in order to retain your relationship. And you can go and see the article that I wrote on facebook.com backslash romantic truth. And don't forget to like and follow. Appreciate it there. Well, folks, here's what it comes down to. The first, of course, communications and considerations. This is one thing that is commonly overlooked in relationships, and I will hop on it from time immemorial. Communications is ineffective if you don't have consideration to go with it. Now, this communication that I'm talking about is where you can express to your partner how you feel about a certain situation, someone you may be attracted to. Now, before you go out and start waltzing around and saying, oh, well, I'm attracted to John at work, and honey, he's this, he's that. No. A lot of times, ladies, you get it wrong. When you start bragging about a guy at work, that's not a good thing. It makes your man feel less than especially when some of you ladies tell your husbands and boyfriends honey you should be more like John at work he seems to be so nice he seems to have this and that this and that Mm-mm. it'd be a hell of a com- comparison and contrast and fellas you know you damn sure can't do that with your woman you try that with her you got issues as I told you ladies if you ever want to make a man pucker you can walk up to him and just say, so tell me, who is she? He'd have to think twice. If he's been cheating, you damn sure caught him. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you want to express to your partner your feelings. 
And usually these feelings are internal. When I say internal, I'm talking about that person that you may be attracted to. You may be attracted to them internally, but you haven't acted on anything externally in order to convey to them that you want to be with them. You want to talk to your partner before you get to that stage. And usually the elements that you're missing in the relationship is what you want to discuss with him or her. Now, some of you will be stuck in relationships where that person doesn't want to hear it. Oh, it's your fault. You got the problem. Let's see what you have to remember with cheating. Fundamentally, it's based on the premise of low self-esteem. You try to communicate with your partner. Your partner is not receptive. They don't pay you the attention. They don't give you the respect or anything else. And you start to withdraw. And you become very centric. Women usually cheat out of boredom. Men cheat out of opportunity. Fellas, when a woman says she's bored, that's your opportunity to find out what is she bored of? What is she tired of? Fellas, let me tell you something. I looked at a stat not too long ago. Don't you know that if you're cohabitating with a woman, especially if you've had children, 10 years is about your cap. That's about your limit. When you get to that 10-year mark, she's about ready to leave you. And the reason for that, she doesn't see any growth or progress in the relationship. Especially if she started you, started with you in her teens, like 18 or 19, and now she's 29. Especially if she's had children, she feels as though I missed out on my prime years wasting them with you. And this is a lot of resentment that some women have who wind up in their 40s divorced or 50s. They're looking at it from the standpoint of, when I was the hottest thing around, I got stuck with this guy. And this is the reason why you hear a lot of women talk about, well, you know, at least I got some good kids out of it. Because in some cases, the relationship was meritless. And this is something that you have to be mindful of. Yes, women have feelings too. And I know you're not weak because you're acknowledging her feelings. So get away from that hyper-masculine notion of being weak if you're listening or being sensitive to your woman. You can still be a leader, an effective leader, by listening and communicating. And one thing you don't want to do is be in that fool that's not listening but trying to lead. It's like a president not listening to his generals during a war. Want some prime examples of that? Look at what Hitler did, a two-front war. Didn't listen to his generals. See what happened as a result, right? The one thing to remember, it's always good to defer someone that knows more than you do you do about the situation. See, sometimes both men and women try to approach their partner as if they can think for them, as if they already have the answer or the solution for them. You don't. You really don't. 
Now, a couple of other things here. With this consideration, I talk about with communications. What you're also doing is understanding the context that this person may feel ashamed to share those feelings with you. Because there may be some deep feelings. Don't ridicule them about the way they feel. Don't criticize them. Don't overtalk them. Let them speak. Listen. And then give them some feedback. And then express yourself. See, your partner feels more confident when you can share your feelings as they've shared theirs. There's a sense of vulnerability. Now, I've had two women in my life when it came to conflict resolution. They made it a point for me to listen to them. One was my ex-wife and the other one was my ex-girlfriend years ago. And I, to this day, think that they both read from the same playbook. My ex-wife used to go and take a shower when there was something serious that we had to talk about. And she made it a point to come back naked, completely naked, to sit there and talk to me about whatever issue we had. And it was a technique where she would have my total attention. And being that she was naked, she was showing her vulnerability. Because one, she knew I wouldn't want to ask her to put any clothes on. And two, she had my attention. Same thing with Monica. Now, here's the thing. It was progressive. We got a lot of things done as far as resolving some issues because it set the tone where most guys don't yell at a naked woman. And this is what they had already scoped out. Now, these feelings <clears throat> that these people may have may be based on something that's missing in the relationship. And what they're trying to do is to coach you on loving them. What they need from you. And don't be afraid to tell them what you need from them as well. Never forget, my ex-wife told me one time after we had resolved that issue, and it was a minor issue. She says, "Okay." She said, "I want some dick, and I know you want some pussy, so let's get busy." <laughs> yeah. Now, it depends on how you want to resolve the conflict. You could also take two sheets of paper out, write down the problem, 
Switch the papers, write down your response, switch it again, write down your first proposal for resolution, switch again, second proposal for re resolution or compromise that you can make. Third one, you're trying to go to see if you can meet on that happy meeting. So take for instance on the third try, you guys kind of agree, mutual. Switch papers, make sure you both sign off on them. Get a refrigerator magnet, boom, put it on the refrigerator. And here's the interesting thing. After you've held each other to that standard, you can take those pieces of paper down, put them into a manila folder, put them away. And what you will see over time as you resolve conflicts, you will see a paper trail of how you guys have fixed things in your relationship and you have a little bit more pride and integrity going forward with confidence that you guys can fix it before you think that the world has ended. Now, let's carry on. The next one. Reinforce emotional connection. This is important, especially for ladies. Many of you may feel abandoned in your relationship because maybe he's working a lot of hours or he's spending a lot of time with the boys. And this is an effort. And guys, you got to listen to your woman. When she tells you, honey, we need to spend more quality time together, she's serious. You may think, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do that. But she's looking at it as to press the button to say now. Because she's missing you. And see, that element that she's missing, a lot of times women will be mistaken and think they can get that from someone else. And sometimes they do. They'll take a substitute. You see a lot of relationships that begin in the workplace based on this because they spend eight hours with that person. And if they can commiserate, they find someone that's going through something similar than as they are. That becomes the nexus. And they both have the same perspective and they're paralleling their lives. Could possibly wind up where they wind up being together because of those things that are missing because you got to remember the person who's not you is getting the information that you would need in order to keep your relationship taken from a guy that heard it all from ladies over the years doesn't listen to me. He's working too much. He's spending too much time with his friends. He's always going fishing or hunting. And at any point, I could have turned that conversation around to, hey, why don't we go to a hotel? And it would have panned out. Usually when we think of women who are dealing with this, we think of them being old, out of shape, beaten down. No. Many of these women are very, very attractive women. Because we always like to put things in a stereotype. Not the case. Some of your most insecure women are some of the most attractive women you've ever seen. And some of your most overconfident women 
are some of the women you'll say, really? That's where it goes. So, the one thing you want to realize is that when she's reaching out to ask you to spend more time with her, what she is trying to do is to get the relationship on a little bit more solid footing. That's what that's about. Some guys think it's control, it's not control. What she wants is participation. She wants to feel loved. She wants to feel wanted, needed. You see, a lot of times, women will feel resentment when they don't see growth or progression in the relationship. When they see stagnation. Especially if they're from 18 to 35. Because what they want to see is, okay, I need to position myself. By the time I'm ready to get older, I need to be in this kind of position. Because the one thing they don't want to do is to feel as though they have failed. Now, some will go with lifestyle. Others will just go with progression in the relationship, growth in it. You guys will have to determine what that measure is. Now, the next thing we have to look at, of course, self-awareness and internal feelings. Now, this self-awareness means that you have to know what kind of triggers will prompt you to cheat. And there are plenty of them. Fine-ass women, you name it. As I told you, what Monica used to do with me was whenever a fine woman passed by, she would grab me by the side of my head and turn me toward that woman. And she said, I want you to get a good look at her. And I'm like, I wouldn't be interested in a woman. She said, no, I want you to get a good look at her. Because she was under the assumption that me being a man, that I was going to look at this woman and want to be with her. Now, the good thing about it, she was confident in the sense that she knew that I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to disrespect her because I had chosen the one I was going to be with. Now, a lot of you are wondering, well, why you don't cheat? Why you never cheated? Well, here's the thing. I tried cheating a couple of times. Shit didn't work because I was laughing too much. Well, here's the thing. I'm too damn lazy to cheat. I'll be honest with you. I'll forget names. I'll forget even that I'm supposed to cheat with the person. I'm the worst person when it comes down to that. Not good at all. You know, sometimes you have to admit what you're not good at. That's one thing. Now, another thing with the self-awareness, knowing your limitations. Because some of you will put yourselves in an environment where it's very tempting 
and some of you fail to pull out of it. You know that whole saying, well, one thing led to another, one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. And you put yourselves in those environments. I'll never forget, I had to pick up a friend of mine's wife from the airport years ago. And I went and picked her up. And the whole time I was driving back to drop her off at their place, this woman was trying to unzip my pants and everything. Because this was the only time we could be alone, as she said. She told me about how much she had wanted to be with me and all. Mm-mm. And needless to say, when she didn't get what she wanted, she made it seem like I was making the advance on her. So my friends called me up, cussing me out and mad at me. I didn't realize it until later on. What do you had as a woman? So, the one thing that you want to understand about this, more so than anything, is not putting yourself in that kind of situation. And from that moment, from that time forward, I never was around that woman under no circumstances. And this is what you have to do. you're attracted to someone and you're in a relationship, you have to figure out a way to avoid being around the person you're attracted to. Same thing at work. I remember one assignment I was on, a couple got caught fucking in the broom closet. She was married and he was married. It all depends. All depends, folks. Now, the other thing, too, to keep in mind with this, these internal feelings, many of you are not going to be so forthright with your partner about it because it may hurt their feelings. And ladies, you're diplomats by design. And many of you, of course, didn't want to hurt your man, so you won't ever reveal these things for whatever reason that's understandable so therefore some of you may go to the gym and work out or may just try to deflect in order to keep your mind off of whatever may be going on that may put you in the mood so you won't be stimulated or aroused. That's understandable. Now, as one woman told me years ago, she says, well, a man doesn't know what's in my mind when I close my eyes with him. That's true. Some of you fellas are George Clooney in the bedroom when she has her eyes closed. And a guy that she really, sorry she fucked when she opens them up. Just saying. Let's look at the next one here. Establishing boundaries, very important. And this has to do with you not 
being in proximity of the person that you're attracted to. Again, another difficult thing. Even though the majority of people are going to cheat with someone that they both know mutually. But this is one thing that has to uh, be measured and has to be looked at with sincerity. We're going to talk more in just a moment. I've had two 30-year-olds call me recently about the jury duty scam. So let's talk about the jury duty scam. It's one of the most popular scams out there. And you get a phone call. The caller ID probably says the sheriff's office in your town or the police department, even U.S. Marshals. And it says you missed jury duty, so there is a warrant out for your arrest. And, of course, you've got to pay a fine. You've got to pay it right now. And how do they want you to pay that fine? By putting money on a gift card. So what gift card? They'll say go to Walmart, Walgreens, Target, Lowe's, Home Depot, and buy a Google Play card or buy an Apple iTunes card or some vanilla Visa card and then they'll say scratch that number off the back of that card and read it to us or scratch it off take a picture and text it to us and the minute you do that your money is gone forever they may also ask you to go put money um, in Bitcoin or some kind of cryptocurrency not much anymore, but they might say, could you wire it through MoneyGram or Western Union? But really, that's kind of old-fashioned. They don't do that as much anymore. But here's what you need to know about jury duty, you guys. You didn't miss jury duty, first of all. And if you did, there is not a warrant. And if there were a warrant, which there's not, you don't pay it with a gift card or cryptocurrency or by wiring the money. So I had the woman, one woman, she was 30. She was at her job as a manager in a restaurant here in Tulsa. She gets that call. She panics. Oh my gosh, I've got a warrant. I've got to go do this. And she runs and gets this, you know, money on a gift card and then sends them the money, the numbers. And of course, once you send them the the numbers on the back of that card, your money's gone. It's gone forever. Nobody can get it back. I can't get it back. The cops, the FBI, Homeland Security, it's, it's just gone. So um, I have another guy and they say, hey, you signed this federal document saying that you would show up for federal jury duty. And when you didn't show up because you had signed that federal document, that's federal perjury. And so there's a warrant out for your arrest. U.S. Marshals are coming for you and they say, don't hang up the phone. Don't log on to another computer. Don't log on to an iPad. Um, The minute you hang up, I can't help you. That guy bought $5,000 worth of gift cards, gave them the numbers off the back, and they said, hey, there's a money slot at the federal courthouse. Go put all these cards in that money slot, and if we find out you really didn't commit federal perjury, we'll refund all your money. All that's a lie, but you guys, the number in his phone, um, they had spoofed it to say U.S. Marshal's office in Tulsa. They gave him the actual address of the federal courthouse in Tulsa. Of course, it's a Friday at 5.30. They know that's closed. There is no money slot. There is no refunding your money. Don't believe anybody who calls you and tells you have a warrant out for your arrest and you have to pay right then. But certainly if they tell you that warrant is because you missed jury duty because that is not a thing. That is a big time scam. Be careful out there. All right, folks, we left off at boundaries and they're very important because Once you've established those, it gives you a measure in order to be self-disciplined. You may be attracted to someone at work and you may not want to get 
too close to them. So you may volunteer for another assignment in another department. Or you may decide to maybe swap desk because things are getting a little bit too close. Now, of course, you always have the curiosity factor. And one thing that commonly happens in the workplace, if a person has an attraction to someone else, they may decide to go on and pursue that when they're about ready to leave the company or that other individual is ready to leave. So therefore, they're going to go and fulfill that fantasy or fulfill that dream. But these boundaries have to be set for not only you, but also your partner. So for instance, let's say, ladies, uh, your man has a friend that is a little bit too touchy-feely with you. He hugs you a little bit too tight. He's a little bit too casual with you. And of course, again, you got to use diplomacy to tell your man, you know, um, Rick, yeah, he's really enthusiastic and he, you know, he hugs real hard. Um, maybe next time, honey, you might need to stand between us. Something like that. And that, in other words, that keeps Rick at bay and it potentially may keep you from giving Rick the wrong impression as an example. In the event Rick is handsome and somebody that you would like to be with or curious about. Curiosity is one thing that I will tell you that many people go for. And of course, that can lead you into different areas of life. The next thing, of course, renewing commitment. Now, fellas, let me tell you something. Take, for instance, you're in a relationship or in a marriage, and it's pretty much uh, kind of a routine now. And she may not feel appreciated. She may not feel as though she's a part of that relationship. She may suggest something that will kind of spark a fire under your relationship or rekindle. Now, what she's doing is she's actually reaching out to you to help her stay in a relationship with you. That's what it comes down to. Because she feels as though there's a void in the relationship. And she doesn't want to go outside of the relationship for that void to be filled. She wants you to fill it. And so that means that she may say, honey, you know what? Why don't we go down to La Jolla for the weekend? Oh, you know, I got to work. Well, you don't have any special time for me. That's what she's asking. Now, keep in mind, fellas, there are some women out there that will say that you're not spending quality time with them, but they don't want to make the sacrifice for that quality time as well. So if you're busting your ass working overtime, then all of a sudden she says, uh, 
you're not spending enough time with me. You may want to let her know that, okay, if I um, cut back on my hours, we may have to cut back on some things with our lifestyle in order for me to spend more time with you. And if she's not willing to go along with that, there's a good possibility. She's doing that for her own selfish means. Sometimes they will do it in an effort to have a caveat to go outside the relationship. They don't want you to quit doing your job. They don't want you to cut back on your hours. But yet they want to complain. See, the thing is, you have some women that want to make, want you to make the compromise and the sacrifice without them having to do it. They still want to maintain the same lifestyle. But they also want to make the mates. So you always want to be with someone that's willing to compromise with you. Not have you do all the compromising. All right. The next thing we need to look at. Seeking support. Now this means that you want supportive people around you help foster the relationship and people that are going to help you against some of these temptations. Meaning that that divorced or single girlfriend you have, ladies, who's always telling you about girls night out. Uh, you might want to have a second thought. Same thing with your fellas. I have never been one to subscribe to this girls' night out, guys' night out type thing. The reason being is that more often than not, it leads to you interacting with someone of the opposite sex in the sense that the temptation is there. I had a friend of mine recently. Girlfriend told him that she was going to Florida where her family is, visit her mom. What she didn't tell him was that she went to Jamaica for two weeks. Well, the way he found out was indirectly. He was linked to his girlfriend on Facebook and in his feed, video and photos came up. Her girlfriend that she went down there with Posted videos, photos of her on the lounger with the guy between her legs, kissing her and everything, and she's got the little wine glass in her hand. Of course, she had a fit when she found out her girlfriend had posted those on her social media account. The jig was up. And so now he's uh, debating whether or not they're going to go to counseling or whether or not he's going to end it. 13 years. It happens. And now one thing to keep in mind. Some couples are together so much until they can't wait to get away from each other. 
It should be measured in the sense that you shouldn't have to be at that point where you gotta push your partner away. Hey, why don't you go and hang out with your boys, that kind of thing. It should be something where you guys have had that respectable distance throughout the throes of your relationship where it never gets to that point where neither one of you feel crowded. You both have independent interests with the mutual interest of being together. She may be good at playing bridge and has a bridge night. He may be good at bowling and have a bowling night. Something that has more to do with their hobbies, their interests, creativity, as opposed to something where it's like a leisure affair where people are out there mingling and meeting other people. The next thing. Self-awareness and internal feelings. As I told you before, self-awareness, basically knowing those things, those boundaries that you cannot cross and understanding those. Very important. I think we stopped on seeking and support. And with that, you want to also make sure that you are definitely around people that are supportive. You don't want to be around a girlfriend that's going to say, hey, I got an extra bedroom, you can bring a guy over, that kind of thing. You want to start avoiding those kind of things. And that means you got to set boundaries for other people around you. Think of it just like being a person who's trying to fight an alcoholism issue. You only want supportive people around you that are going to be positive in that sense. And some of them you will have to outgrow and let go by the very nature of you trying to keep your relationship sobriety. You want to address relationship issues. Problems that may even give you the incentive to go outside of the relationship to talk to other people. And this is where I met a lot of women. They have to tell somebody else. Someone will go on social media, put their problems out there, talk to a total stranger that has no vested interest in their relationship. It happens. Now, Another thing I would suggest too, take for instance, you got a recalcitrant partner that does not believe in communicating, doesn't want to talk to you about it, everything is fine as they see it, and you're the problem. That'd probably be a good time to go and maybe look at some counseling so that you can prepare yourself for the possible inevitability of a relationship ending, where you can gradually remove yourself from it emotionally. Because with no communication, it's just you and the relationship. The other party's just there. They're along for the ride. Now, 
You want to also look at engage in active listening with your partner. Listen to what they say. Give them feedback. Ask them questions. Show an interest, a genuine interest, not one of these passive bullshit interests. Show an interest in your partner, what they're talking about, how you can help them. Ask questions. See what you can do on your part. They should reciprocate by asking the same questions of you. This will help immensely. The next thing. You want to also exercise personal growth. I can't stress this enough when it comes to a relationship. If the woman feels as though she has wasted her 20s with you, the prime years of her life as far as being physically attractive to other men, there's going to be resentment. There's going to be a lot of resentment. You're going to feel cheated. She might tell you I've been bullshitted again. And so, then you might have an adversarial relationship afterwards. She should feel as though she has some equity in a relationship at all times. It should never be as if she's alienated. And same thing for you guys. Fellas, don't get so sensitive with your insecurities that you're insensitive about your own sensitivities. Because they're important for you to express yourself to your woman. And if she's not listening to you and telling you to man up and trying to emasculate you in some kind of way, that might not be the right woman for you. You know, we always talk about people having our back. That's if times get tough. You'd be surprised how many people have your front, that facade of being on your side when things are good. Some of you are walking around with people who say they have your back, but they have your front. The false facade in the front. The next thing. You want to be more independent in pursuing your independent interests. This doesn't mean you have to alienate your partner. But, like I said, you guys should have two separate lives outside of the relationship. And when I say this, I'm talking about lives that involve your enjoyment, where you can see that you're growing. Maybe she's taking an art class. Maybe you're taking a volleyball course. Something like that. Where you guys can miss each other. And lastly, to share you want to share your feelings. You want to make sure you do that. You want to build trust. Because, see, here's the thing. As you share your feelings with your partner, your partner feels as though 
You've trusted me with something that's very valuable to you. The reason why my ex-wife and Monica found out later on why they would always take off their clothes before we talked about something really serious. One, they wanted my attention. Two, they wanted to let me know that they were vulnerable. And three, more so than anything, I was going to listen to them because I wasn't going to take my eyes off from being naked. But there was a fourth element to this too. By them sharing their feelings with me, naked, that, that's the most innocent a woman can be. a woman can be. And the one thing you have to realize too, when a woman is very comfortable and confident in her relationship, she participates far much better. She's enthusiastic and a little braggadocious at times. Hell, I remember one time I was going to try to talk to this lady. I didn't know she was married because I didn't see her hand with the wedding band. I'm going to introduce myself. She held up her finger. She said, honey, you see these? She had a three-set wedding band. She said, I'm happily married. The man that put this rock on my finger there's nothing in the world I wouldn't do for this man. I was impressed. Shit, the way she talked about him, I thought the motherfucker was a superhero. <laughs> and I just said to myself, he's a very fortunate man. That was one fine ass woman. And then I thought about it, I said, well, I'm we may have to deflect in order to take our attention off someone that may have caught our interest. We may have to limit our interactions, being around them. Um, in some cases, it may be a situation where you may not be able to tell your partner about how you feel about a certain individual. But you can always tell your partner about the way you feel about your relationship and what's going on with you internally. And with that, it doesn't pose as much of a threat. Okay, so somebody got to hear this story. So I was talking to this guy. He asked me out on a date, right? So obviously I'm like, yeah, we're going to the movies. Cool. He comes to pick me up. Um, I get in the car. Everything was cool. We get to the movies. He asked me, did I want anything like to eat or drink? I'm like, yeah, let's get like some popcorn and some ices or whatever. 
So as we're standing in line to get like our snacks, I'm looking at him like we're kind of talking, but he seems uncomfortable. Not really like social anxiety uncomfortable, but more so like some type of discomfort. So I asked him, I'm like, you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay, whatever, whatever. So we get our snacks, we go inside. We were kind of late to the movie. So our seats were kind of closer to the screen than you know I would like, but whatever. So we sit down. Now, as we're seated, I noticed that he's kind of like, like kind of leaning over to one side. And I start to notice that he's sweating. Now, I know that I'm always cold, but in the movie theater, I typically bring a blanket or a jacket, something because it's usually colder inside the theater. So I'm looking at him like, why the hell does Nick, you know, why he's sweating? So I asked him again, I'm like, hey, you good? Like, you just seem a little uncomfortable. Is something going on? Y'all, this man looks me in my face and goes, yeah, so, this how he talking? Yeah, so, uh, I think I should have went to the hospital. So at this point, I'm like, what happened? You know, cause you tripping and you, you freaking me out a little bit. So this man, I, I kid you not, looks at me and goes, I gave myself surgery. I'm sorry, what? So he was like, yeah, so I think I got bit by a spider, but I gave myself surgery. So at this point, I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, this doesn't even make any sense. He proceeds to lift up his shirt, okay? When he lifts up his shirt, all I see is duct tape, like wrapped around his stomach and chest area. So I'm like, what the hell? So he goes, again, this is how he's talking to me. Yeah, so uh, there's a hole in my stomach. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's it's a hole in my stomach. So I'm like, so so you just walking around with a hole in your stomach? Like, what's happening? I'm confused. So he was like, yeah, the spider bit me and I woke up the next day with a hole building in my stomach. So what he did was took a turkey baster, sucked out the pus and, the, and all that stuff, stuffed the hole with gauze, and then wrapped himself with duct tape so that we could go on a date. My dear, if you decide to be with this man in a relationship, I will guarantee you it will be the worst mistake you've ever made. Here's why. It was gallant that he thought enough of you to go on a date with you while he was sick. But let's unpack this for just a moment. He was willing to risk his health for you. What if you guys were already in a relationship and he did something foolish like this? He has a spider bite and what he does, he just goes and puts a gauze in it and wrap it up in duct tape. As I recall, I don't know too many medical facilities that use duct tape in any kind of procedures. Do you? And he had pus coming from it, which meant that more than likely it was infected. So, let's look at some of the reasons why he probably wouldn't go to the doctor. One, doesn't have the money. Two, feels as though he can handle it. 
you know, that masculinity drug that we have sometimes makes us feel as though we're invincible. And three, more so than anything, we may feel as though we're letting our partner down. You see, one of the drawbacks as a man, especially one that was in the Marine Corps, is that we had this sense of invincibility. We could do anything. It didn't matter. I fell off a 75-foot cliff with an M60 machine gun strapped over my back and I landed on a boulder. Of course, I couldn't show any pain. No. Hurt like hell. And yet, years later, it's kicking my ass every day. But here's the thing that you have to realize. We're conditioned to think and be that way as men. He wanted to honor his commitment with you. Okay, you give him kudos for that. But here's the problem. If he's not taking care of himself, what makes him think he could take care of you? See, the problem with most men, we think that we'll look out for everybody else before ourselves. Now, true enough, that works well when we are defending our woman and family and house. It does very little for us when we're doing it, when it compromises us from defending our woman, family, and house. This man could have gone to the hospital and got that taken care of and worried about the bills later. And it could have also made an interesting date. I had a date with a lady years ago. And we were supposed to have been going out. And she had messed up her ankle very badly. And it was about a day before we were supposed to have our date. And she was at the ER. Guess where I met her? At the ER. I didn't wait for the date. I wanted to see if she was okay. And they wrapped her ankle up. And she was like, well, I'm not going on a date with you in a wheelchair. I said, well, cool. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll come over to your place. I'll bring some food. And we'll sit down and have a wonderful time together. Which we did. You can take a bad situation and make it a good one. Very easily. The only thing you have to do is think it through. In this case, though, ma'am, he doesn't give a damn about himself. And you're going to have an uphill battle. Trying to make him feel that way. So that you'll feel comfortable in the relationship. And for some of you ladies, you need to watch this also. Because some of you will have a condition and not tell your man until it's too late there was a woman in Chicago that goes on TikTok she's a nurse RN and she was talking about this situation where this lady finally decided to come in because she was having problems with her chest well she had everything wrapped up both of her breasts were wrapped up and she had this bra and 
whole bunch of other things on her in order to conceal what was going on. The nurse said that when she unwrapped everything, the odor, first of all, was atrocious. This woman had rotting flesh on her breast and spiders were there. Sadly, she had to wind up losing both of her breasts. Never once told her husband. And the sad thing about it, she and her husband were estranged. She lived on one side of town, he lived on the other. And she went to work every day. And on her lunch breaks, the lady said that she would just go to the ladies' room because the pain would be so bad. That was her time to go and take her medication, which was nothing more than a whole bunch of aspirin, and go back out and act like nothing happened. Until it started getting worse. Folks, you really have to watch yourself. Don't take your health for granted. That's all you got. I know you think you have your beauty and your money. That shit goes away if you get sick. Because you'll be spending the money trying to protect yourself from dying. And your beauty's going to fade. Because you're going to be more concerned about surviving. Keep your priorities in order. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.